In this new segment of Advisor Revelations, the DPL team will discuss how to evaluate new solutions and address current challenges and the strategies that can help you grow your firm and AUM. And welcome to the Advisor Revelations podcast here with DPL Financial Partners. I'll be your host today, Jonathan Barth, Regional Vice President here at DPL Financial Partners. And today I'm joined by Nate Johnson, who is a consultant here with DPL. And we're going to be talking about the current interest rate environment and how that has impacted annuities and some of the stress and pressures that it's put on advisors. Nate, Thanks for joining us here today. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Jonathan. I appreciate you having me on and happy to be here and uh, have some conversations with you today. Awesome. Well, before we get into it a little bit, I want to remind everybody to subscribe to the Advisor Revelation podcast series anywhere you're getting your current podcasts. And also make sure to check out DPL at our website, dplfp.com. So, Nate, thanks again for joining us here today. I want to talk a little bit about the interest rate environment, what we're hearing from the front lines, talking to advisors and our 1,600 member RIA firms. One thing that's come up a lot as we're here in 2023 is, man, 2022 was a ride. We saw a huge increase in the interest rates over the last 12 months. We were able to you know, find some really great solutions for the advisors that we work with. But that also means that it puts some stress and pressure on current portfolios as we experience that rising interest rate environment. Before we get into specifics or anything, Nate, anything that you hear from the front lines right now, talk with advisors on the interest rates and what it's doing to their portfolios and some of the problems that they're coming across right now? Yeah, so it's something that's come up a lot more, you know, in the past year. I've been working with advisors since 2021, and a lot of the business we did then was through 1035 exchanges, just looking at low-cost variable annuities and moving into 2022 with the interest rate environment going up. You know, annuities are becoming a much bigger topic of discussion, right? And uh, it's coming up in conversations a lot more, and whether that's looking at a CD or bond alternative, through a fixed annuity or whether we're looking to, you know, more efficiently generate retirement income. We're seeing a lot of advisors that maybe never looked at annuities before utilize DPL to at least start the conversations. Definitely. Yeah. You know, and with the rising interest rate environment, what does that do to the other side with that inverse relationship that everybody always struggles with where bond mutual funds were down? If we held individual bonds, it was a real struggle because yeah, the rates are going up. But that price of the bond is, is going down and it is creating, you know, headwinds on the portfolio, right? It's tough when the equity market is down and then also your fixed income portfolio is also down. So the rising interest rate environment is great. One misconception that I want to go ahead and just get out of the way for anybody that might be listening is, you know, the interest rate environment. Well, when interest rates are high, it's a terrible time to buy an annuity, right? Because you're locking in those rates. Nate, what have you seen in the rising interest rate environments in the products today versus how they look last year? Is is that true? Yeah. So it's actually great to begin looking at annuities because the rates have gotten you know the highest they've ever been. If you look at specifically fixed and fixed index annuity sales, you know in the past year they've set record numbers. In DPL, like I said earlier, we've had more of a focus on the fixed and and fixed index annuities and. When we're talking about, you know, guaranteed rates for 
an extended period of time, it's actually a great time to lock in, especially if you think, you know, we might be reaching a peak when it comes to the interest rate environment. I mean, with our MIGA marketplace, you can, you know, ladder anywhere from three to up to 10 years. So even if you want to expose yourself a little bit more to more interest rates, it's a great time to begin looking at something like that. Definitely. Yeah. As the rates have gone up, the products have become much stronger, right? That's one of the huge benefits of working with insurance companies is that, you know, they're purchasing billions of dollars of bonds every month. And so the client and the advisor get a little bit of benefit from the rising interest rate environment. If we look at it, you know, from our MIGA marketplace, for example, as you brought that up last year compared to this year, the rates this year are about double what they looked like last year. Um, you know, people were locking in 3% rates. Now, what you pointed out, you can get a 6% guaranteed return for four years. You couldn't touch that, right? We were having to go out 10 plus years even, and we were barely scratching 4.5%. Now we can get 6% over a four-year time period, completely guaranteed. That's a huge benefit. And to the point of the MIGA marketplace, you bring up a great concept of laddering those MIGAs, being able to solve for the long-term interest rate risk by purchasing a three, four, five-year time period, multi-year guaranteed annuity, you get that fixed rate of return. It's guaranteed for that period of time. That's great. So as we look out to 2023, there's definitely going to, what we expect to be an increase in demand even more so because these products are so strong right now. But as we look out towards the end of the year and even looking out into further years, what the treasury yields, what the Fed would all tell us is that Maybe we've hit our peak. Maybe we have a little bit more to go. But over the next couple of years, we're going to see a decrease in those rates. Talk to me a little bit about what you're working with advisors on right now to lock in those rates, whether it is the latter or looking at other solutions. Yeah. So like you said, that 6% MIGA is a great story, right? Getting in at the peak. We're seeing some carriers already, you know, we've seen them reach their peak and 6% when comparing to individual bonds, when comparing it to CDs, when comparing it to bond mutual funds, you're not going to find anything like that out there now. So it's a great time to buy in. But if that's something that you're worried about, you're worried about interest rates hitting their peak, we have solutions that are surrender free, even on the MIGA marketplace. Maybe you sacrifice a little bit of that rate. But if interest rates decrease, you now maybe have a positive market value adjustment. It's going to work just like a bond and you can look to sell out. So there's some optionality there on the MIGA marketplace as well, but getting a guaranteed rate and then also having a much more liquid solution than what you would find elsewhere is definitely impactful. Yeah, it's just another tool to be able to put into the toolbox. The MIGAs are great. They're obviously a place we start with a lot of firms as a very simple type of annuity, right? We know exactly what we're going to get for a certain number of years guaranteed. Um, but from there, we can actually build on top of that as a fixed income alternative strategy. Right? A lot of the time, what Nate and I are talking about with RIAs is that client that comes in with a 70-30 portfolio or a 60-40, um, being able to focus on the fixed income portion that should theoretically right, be the stable part of the portfolio. How can we find fixed income alternatives there? And as rates have increased, the current interest rate environment those fixed income alternative strategies are much, much stronger than what we've seen in the past. And if you haven't taken a look at the fixed annuities or the fixed index annuities that we're going to get into here in a second, if you haven't looked at those recently, now's the time to take a fresh look at them. So Nate, we talked about the MIGAs, the multi-year guaranteed annuities, that fixed rate of return. Um, 
that's great. Stable part of the portfolio. What if advisors want to look at something that has a little bit more upside potential? What types of annuities should they look at that maybe just one step up from the MIGAs? Yeah. So kind of like you said, the MIGA marketplace, that's as simple as it gets, right? Where we're talking about a fixed rate for a certain period of time. But what we're seeing a lot of advisors gravitate boards is, you know, our fixed indexed annuities, specifically looking at it just for accumulation. And much like some of those MIGAs, most of them are going to be, you know, liquid, right? No surrender charge on them. That's something that's new, especially, you know, in the advisory annuity space. But like you said, able to provide more upside than what you see on a MIGA, you still have that fixed bucket. And, you know, a lot of these have fixed rates between four and 5%. But then you're looking at participating in the market as well, right? So some of these are going to have S&P caps up to 11, 12%. So not only could you potentially, you know, get that fixed bucket, but also participate in the upside of the market, but all encompassing, you still have that principal protection. Your client's never going to lose money. So kind of like you said, being able to participate in that upside and still have that principal protection, definitely impactful. Exactly. Yeah. And I think you bring up a great point is that, you know, these annuities, they're solutions that are here to help clients, you know, not participate when the market is down, right? That's the function of the fixed annuities or the fixed index annuities is to protect against those downside markets like the ones we experienced last year in 2022. One function of the interest rate environment is the cap rates. And I think you explained that perfectly, right? It's not just the fixed bucket that a lot of these carriers have increased over the last you know, six to eight months. It's also been cap rates, right? Now, because their general accounts are yielding higher, they have a little bit more of a budget to be able to go out and buy protection and upside caps on the S&P, on EFA and things like that. Talk to me a little bit about when you're working with advisors, how do we look at this, right? An advisor comes to us and they have a client with a 60-40 portfolio. What are we focusing on? What are you seeing advisors do? You know, that 60-40 client, where do they end up and where does the annuity fit in the portfolio? Yeah. So like we said, I mean, that 60-40 portfolio, clients and advisors are used to the market being up first and foremost. But if it's not, at least the bonds can serve as a ballast to the portfolio. But here in the past few years, both the market and the bonds have been below zero, have been down, right? So, you know, advisors are now coming looking for alternate solutions. But when we're talking about annuities, we're not talking about completely taking over the whole 40% of the portfolio, right? Maybe taking 15, maybe taking you know 20% of the portfolio and putting it into one of these fixed index annuities, or like we talked about earlier, the MIGAs. If we're talking about MIGAs at guaranteed rate, and if we're talking about FIAs, the same stories there, just to be able to provide some sort of positive gain to the portfolio if the market is down like it has been the past few years. So a lot more advisors are gravitating towards at least taking a look at, you know, changing up that 60-40 portfolio a little bit. And like I said, we're not looking to put all 40% of the fixed income allocation into an annuity, but looking at 10, 20% is what we're having conversations about every day. Right. It's taking that client that's 60-40 to 60-20 20 or 60, 30, 10, and using a portion of that for the FIAs. We have a tool online that helps advisors walk through this as well, where you can actually go in to the tool. It's our fixed income comparison tool at dplfp.com. You're able to go in there, enter in the client demographics for you know the next client that's coming in or, or the one that you're currently thinking about. You go in there, enter their demographics, You can put in exactly what you think the fixed income 
non-annuity fixed income world is going to perform like, you know, put a four or 5% rate of return that you think you're going to get over the next 30 years of retirement, and then be able to test the annuity against that, right? And really what we're able to do with that tool is just conceptualize and, and put some numbers and visuals behind the benefits of the annuity within the portfolio and within the financial plan. And what we find is that the fixed index annuity has similar returns to your fixed income portfolio, whether it's individual bonds, bond mutual funds, bond ETFs, similar risk profile. And what you're able to do and where I want to get to this conversation is that when the client then gets into retirement and starts taking income from those fixed income portfolios or the bond ladder, it's more efficient to use the annuity, right? What we find is that it's about 40% more efficient to use the annuity as a function of generating income versus a 4% withdrawal strategy or a bond ladder. And the interest rate environment has played on those withdrawal rates too, right? And we've seen some carriers be able to really increase their withdrawal rates and put more benefit for the client into those annuities because of the increased rates. What does that look like right now, Nate, in the fixed index annuity space? Yeah. So like you said, that tool is really impactful and it's able to show how much more efficiently fixed index annuities or even any annuities able to generate retirement income more efficiently than what we've seen in a total return approach or a bond portfolio. And really what we're seeing, annuities on platform, they're paying 6.8% but 65 and then to factor that in, you also have you know something called deferral credits to where as you're in that accumulation phase, as you're letting the annuity defer, your withdrawal rates are able to increase at most you know 50 basis points every year. So when the client's ready to take on income, not only are they able to withdraw more than what they would from a total return approach, but when that annuity hits zero, they're still able to get that income for the rest of their life. So it's really able to take some pressure off the rest of the portfolio where you can be even more aggressive on the equity side because you have not only higher withdrawal rates, but you have that longevity risk too. So that's really impactful. And in addition to that, the inflation hedge. Most of the annuities on our platform are going to have some sort of cost of living adjustment or able to increase with market performance. That's even more impactful because even if the annuity goes to zero, it's still able to increase, still able to take the pressure off the rest of the portfolio, which just means that's more legacy for the client. More money you can leave in legacy, more you can be aggressive. It's beneficial for advisors as well. Exactly. And I was actually working with a firm that we just brought on to the DPL platform last week. They had a client that was coming in. It was a brand new client. So they were building the financial plan, doing all of their big work. And they said, you know, we want to look at a, an annuity, right? Because we're going to have to redo the client's portfolio anyway. I think they were coming from like a wirehouse or something. So the RIA wanted to completely redo all the investments anyway. The client had never had a financial plan. The client was 65 and they had retired two years ago, but last two years have been tough and they felt less secure about their retirement than they ever have before. So we went in, we said, okay, where can DPL play a role? Where can we fit? We looked specifically at the fixed income portfolio and we were able to say, okay, what if we carved out a portion of this, right? Because the client's worried about running out of money, particularly with the last two years in the market. They're worried about running out of money. What if we just solve for their baseline expenses using social security and an annuity? Right? How efficient, aka what's the least amount of dollars we need to put into the annuity to solve for the income that the client's looking for? And what we were able to do with just a couple years of deferral, 
clients 65 right now, because you know, you mentioned the deferral credits and this was a situation where we use that. 65 right now, when they turn on the income from the annuity at age 70, they're going to have a 10.3% withdrawal rate. So 65, they're going to wait five years and they're going to be able to guarantee for life, regardless if the annuity has any cash value at all at age 70, 10.3% guaranteed. What that did to the financial plan was substantial, right? Now that client can more invest in equities. They can keep up with inflation over the long run. But really what they're doing is just unlocking the rest of the portfolio, right? Now the RIA, they don't have to feel handcuffed to generate the income that the client needs. They can do some things in the short term, give us the benefit of waiting a few years before we generate income from the annuity. And what that's going to do long term are all the things you're talking about. Leave more to the beneficiaries. They're now able to introduce charitable giving strategies, whereas before they didn't have enough money in the portfolio to be able to do that. So it was a really great situation and even better for us because that was a client we were able to help the firm win and give a really great experience to. And now we're going to look at the rest of the client base of, hey, this worked for one, probably going to work for a few others, if not most of our retirees as we're getting into the retirement space. So all that to say, it's a great time to be able to look at annuities with the current interest rate environment. We feel here that rates are as high as they've ever been over the last decade and that they're probably going to be for the future. So you get benefit to purchasing the annuity now, getting in and locking in a really high rate because these are contractually guaranteed. The rates that we're talking about, they're all contractually guaranteed. So it's a great time to be able to lock in the rates here. Before we wrap us up and get us out of here, Nate, any closing thoughts or remarks that you want to share with the audience? No, I think you covered it pretty well with what you said. I mean, I've had several firms kind of like Jonathan said, who have never looked at annuities ever before. And now they have three, four or five clients where they've ran it through the financial plan and realize, you know, how impactful it is. If you have clients that are out there that are conservative or worried about how the market's performed or something like that, it's a great time to look at an annuity as a possible fixed income alternative, whether you're looking for income or just looking for a CD bond-like alternative. It's really a great time to look at annuities. Well, great. I want to thank you, Nate, for sharing your time and your insight with us here today. I want to thank all of the listeners here with DPL Advisor Revelations podcast. Once again, would remind you to follow us on social or on LinkedIn, Twitter. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're currently listening to us and check out our website. It's dplfp.com. And with that, I'm your host, Jonathan Barth. Hope you all have a great day and we'll be back again soon. for listening. To hear more advisor revelations, go to dplfp.com and subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming app.